Episode 84, How to Get an Education in 2023. Today's the feast of Elizabeth Ann Seton, who's known for her work in Catholic education. So I thought it'd be a good time to talk about education. And when I say how to get an education in 2023, I don't mean there's some particular opportunity in 2023. I just mean how to get an education in this culture, in this world that we live in, which seems to have destroyed all of the institutions of learning from from kindergarten all the way up through the institutions of higher learning, quote unquote. And I want to address all the levels there, education for children, education for college age kids, education for adults. How do we get that today? And at the end, I want to give a list of books to read, a starting list of books to read to give you an idea of the kinds of things you want to look at to be educated in the way that people were in times past that produced intelligent and virtuous people and even holy people, or at least people striving for holiness. So first in general, what is education? Education is something that's supposed to lead you out of ignorance and lead you out of vice. So it's supposed to form you in truth and in virtue. And from a Christian perspective, education is supposed to do those things so that it might lead you to holiness because both of those things are necessary for holiness, to know the truth, which sets us free from ignorance, and of course to know the highest truth, or truth itself, which is Christ, and to form virtuous habits in our minds, in our wills, in our passions. So any institution that doesn't have those basic goals is already something you want to avoid. What do most schools aim at today? Most schools aim at giving information in order to achieve certain test scores, in order to allow one to get into a quote-unquote good school and in order to get a good job. That is the main goal of education. If it can be said to have any goal at all, it's to get a job. According to most public schools and even many private schools, a student is a success not based on anything about their character or about their desire for the truth, but a successful student is based on their credentials. Did they have degrees? Were they a success in their field? Did they make money, etc.? And that's a very unfortunate and sad view of humanity. And I'm not saying that that's what the individual goal of all teachers is. There are many teachers that are very dedicated to helping form their students in their character, etc. But the educational system as it is, regardless of the intention of individual teachers, is basically just set up as an assembly line to produce students that are successful in that really limited and unfortunate sense. But maybe even that vision of the educational system as it is now is too generous. It seems to happen quite often that the educational system is less for even putting the students on a path of worldly success than it is a place to teach the modern cult, the modern religion, the modern secular religion that we talked about in the episode, The Cult Imitates the Church. A lot of terrible things are happening in schools now. Teachers are actively trying to corrupt and pervert children and to form them in their own image usually something having to do with woke ideology. So more and more, the educational system is even falling further down than that limited view of earthly success, of worldly success, and it's actively trying to form children in a particular ideology, ideology of secularism, of wokeism, that to mention God or to mention virtue or to mention objective truth is considered offensive and it's banned. 
Whereas to mention weird forms of sex and rejecting all traditional concepts of the human person is praised and hung on the walls. In other words, the aim, sometimes the stated aim of most schools today, is to unmoor children from any foundation and to basically set them adrift in the world with all of the crazy ideas that are floating around. They aim to be progressive in the sense that they want to destroy any traditional value or any traditional idea, anything associated with Western civilization as classically understood, anything associated with Christianity or the Judeo-Christian tradition in general. And in fact, to remove from the mind of children the natural inclination to desire objective truth and to make them think that everything is relative. That really is the stated aim of many schools. So all of that to say, it is nearly impossible to have your child in a public school and to be fulfilling your role as a parent. Now, that's a great generalization. I'm sure it admits of, well, I'm not sure that it admits of, of exceptions, but perhaps it admits of exceptions. But with the general idea that all public schools are necessarily going to be progressive in the sense I just mentioned, it is an incredible risk you're taking to put your child in a public school. I'd say that's even the case with many Christian schools, because many of them, if it's just a regular school with some added religion, the problem is going to be the same. If your education isn't built around certain objective truths and right religion, if, if that doesn't inspire everything that you do, then adding a little bit of religion on the side is not going to cut it. So many Christian, many Catholic schools are little better than public schools. Yes, the children get exposure to God and can pray in school, but that doesn't really cut it. So my claim is the only way to educate your child in 2023 is with a classical school or homeschooling them. And the reason is classical schools have a stated aim to root the child in tradition, the Judeo-Christian tradition, the healthy traditions of Western civilization, to give them an intellectual and a moral compass to know how to navigate the world. So it's the opposite of progressivism. It's the desire to expose the children to our Western intellectual and religious tradition and to teach them to think critically and act based on those principles, principles which are unchanging and eternal. So classical schools say, yes, truth is real, it's objective. There are certain things to learn about humanity and about the world and about God and about good and evil that do not change and that we must learn if we are to be fully flourishing, fully formed human beings, if we are to accomplish our goal in this world. And yes, we do have a goal, and that is to learn to do good and avoid evil, learn to strive after holiness, learn to seek the truth, and to conform our minds to truth and reality rather than try to form reality according to ourselves. That's a very diametrically opposed set of aims there. Most public schools and secular institutions of learning, including universities most especially, the idea is to form reality according to you, that the center point, the central focus and standard is you and your desire for self-expression, you know, reality be damned. If reality doesn't conform to what I think or feel inside, then reality must change and everyone else must change, but not me. Whereas the proper orientation for a human being is to conform ourselves and our, our mind to the truth, even if that's somewhat painful and requires discipline.
And I would say that all of this holds true as well in homeschooling, perhaps even more so, because just like classical education aims to lead us out of ignorance, teach us objective truth, teach us our objective duties, duties are best learned in the family. Most schools, you can't really say you have a community, properly speaking. It's a group of people, yeah, together, but there's no common aim, there's no objective goal. It's all a bunch of atoms, a bunch of units, a bunch of individuals just seeking self-expression. And you're not learning duties and obligations, which is what teaches virtue. And of course, the first and most important and effective school of learning virtue and learning duties is the family. And a lot of parents think, well, I'm not equipped to teach my child. That's not true. I mean, as a parent, you are, whether you know it or not, whether you want it or not, you are the most effective teacher of your child. And so consider that even if you feel ill-equipped, you more than anyone else can teach your child about duty, about virtue, about love. And at the very least, you are saving them from being exposed to a educational machine that is actively seeking to remove your child from your influence and have its influence over your child and teach them all of the ideologies we were talking about before. So homeschooling is incredibly important and I think more and more ought to be the choice of many families, especially because there's so many resources and collaborations that can be had if a family or a set of families or a small community chooses to homeschool. And remember that it's not simply about imparting information. That's part of it, right? You want to teach your children truths about science, about nature, about math, about English, about art, etc., but there's a tendency to want to over-explain. It's not just about imparting truth. It's about having the child think about it, having the child experience things, experience nature, experience beauty. And so a teacher doesn't need to be someone skilled in imparting information, but simply someone that knows what to expose the child to, what resources are good, in addition to, of course, you know, nature and art and worship. There's a a temptation to want to over-explain, but what we should do is let children think about things, read good works, experience beautiful things, try difficult things, and then to get them to think about it. This is the exact opposite of what happens in most schools. You impart information, you try and explain it, let them read a textbook about it, and hopefully they remember it long enough to get a high score on it, but you don't encourage them to think about it. They don't really experience anything in school. They're sitting down most of the time and hearing someone try to impart information. That is not what education is. And when I describe experiencing nature or experiencing worship or trying difficult things or reading original works of literature, you might say, well, that's not education. That is education. That's what education has mostly been understood as until recently. We've been formed to think that education, real education, quote unquote, is what happens in schools nowadays. But thinking about having a young person today sit down and talk with a young person from the 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th, even early 20th century, which one of them do you think is going to be able to speak more eloquently about things that matter? Which one do you think will be more well-formed as a human? The answer is obvious. So whatever the situation of your children nowadays happens to be, whatever education they're getting, make sure that you supplement it with real education. You know, getting them to think about things, read real things and think about them, to experience good things, to make sure their minds and their bodies are active in pursuing real things, real truths. 
because otherwise your child is not being educated. Even if at the end of their assembly line journey, they have multiple degrees, they still probably won't be able to speak intelligently about anything of real importance unless they get the kind of education that is what most of human history considered education. Everything I've said about lower schools applies even more to universities, even supposed Catholic universities. It is hard to justify sending your child and paying for a big public university or even a big Catholic university today. It's an almost certain death sentence to their faith, to their belief in real good and evil, to their belief in the goodness of right religion. It's almost an impossible effort only aided by very, very strong education at home and a lot of grace can a child enter college and leave college while maintaining the most important beliefs that you've taught them. So basically you're paying tens of thousands of dollars and the best possible outcome nowadays is that they still have what they went in with. There is almost no hope whatsoever that a, a child can improve as a person by going to most colleges. I know that sounds like an overgeneralization, but I stand by it. I think there are only a few colleges where you can send your children where they will actually improve their spiritual life, their moral life, and their intellectual formation. Think of small liberal arts colleges, small Catholic colleges that are based on the liberal arts classical education. You have like Wyoming Catholic College, Thomas Aquinas College, Christendom, Thomas More, places like that that recognize those principles we talked about at the beginning of true education, leading you out of ignorance and encouraging you to strive after the understanding of objective truth and truth itself, which is Christ, and creating a community in which you are formed morally. That is, the more a university or a college can approximate the situation of a family, of course, the more effective and real the education is going to be. Now, what about for adults, people that are always wanting to continue their journey in wisdom to become a better human being, or perhaps someone that's just now coming around to seeing the flaws in their education of the past? What do we do as adults if we were dissatisfied with our education? Well, luckily, you can still do all of the things that I've mentioned, right? Exposing yourself to the greatest thoughts of the greatest authors, doing challenging things, worshiping God, most, important, most importantly. All of those things are still available to you. It's just a matter of finding the right things to read. And the best thing you can do is to get the books that are considered the greatest, the great books. And there's a, a generally agreed upon canon of what considered of what are considered the greatest works in Western civilization, the, the greatest books in the intellectual tradition that we have. And if you just go to Amazon or even your local bookstore, you can find some, if not all, of these books that run from ancient Greece all the way up to modern day picking out the greatest thinkers, those who, even if they were wrong in what they thought, they added to what's called the great conversation of our, of our civilization. The working out over time, the most important problems, the most important truths, being able to read the thoughts of those who were thinking most intensely about the most important things is the best thing you can do. So reading the great books, even being exposed to excerpts from the great books is one of the best things you can do, especially because as an adult, you can think about them more effectively than a young person can a lot of the time. So read the great books. And for children, I would recommend, it's called the list of good books, the thousand good books. This was a list compiled by John Senior, who 
started the humanities program at the University of Kansas and created a lot of converts to the faith because he immersed his students in the tradition of Western civilization, the intellectual and religious tradition. And in fact, he was fired because of that. But he compiled a list of books for children and the list is broken up by age. So if your child is in kindergarten or if your child is in third grade or seventh grade or eighth grade, he has books in each of those age categories that he thinks are best to develop your child's imagination and mind and morals at that point in their development. So you can Google The Thousand Great Books by John Sr. And for adults, you can Google The Great Books Set or Harvard Classics Great Book Set, and you'll find uh, the list of books I'm talking about in both cases. But what about um, helpful guides? If you, don't want, if you don't feel comfortable diving in or reading The Great Books yourself right away, I'm going to make some recommendations of other books, give you a few authors that I think are really helpful. Uh, Anthony Esselin is one of the first. I think he's probably one of the most well-read and most well-educated people alive right now. And he talks a lot about the same stuff I'm talking about in in this episode. He has a book. Here's a number of titles that I think are helpful. Uh, if If you have children, he has a book called 10 Ways to Destroy the Imagination of Your Child. He has another one called Defending Boyhood. And for other topics, he has a politically incorrect guide to Western civilization. You've seen those politically incorrect guides. And this one's actually really helpful because uh, Esselin really knows what he's talking about. He has another book called Reclaiming Catholic Social Teaching. So talking a lot about the truths and solutions regarding certain societal problems and how the church gives us guidance on that. He has another one called Sex and the Unreal City, which of course tackles the question of sex and sexuality nowadays. Another author that's good to read He focuses a lot on the great books is Joseph Pierce, P-E-A-R-C-E. His book called Literature, What Every Catholic Should Know. It's a helpful summary of the themes of important works of literature. He has another book called 12 Great Books, which gives you a list, of course, of books. I think most of them are are fiction, and fiction is very important to read to help develop your imagination and your language and your appreciation of art. He has another one called Catholic Literary Giants, a field guide to Catholic literary landscape. And then another one called Poems Every Catholic Should Know. In the realm of science and the church's approach to science and the church's understanding of science and contributions to science, there's a priest called uh, Father Stanley Yaki, J-A-K-I, who wrote a book called The Savior of Science. And he wrote other books on this topic. Uh, Savior of Science is pretty dense, but it's a great book to read. If you don't feel like you can dive into a dense work like that, one of his best commentators and biographers is a woman named Stacy Trasankos. T-R-A-S-A-N-C-O-S. She wrote a book called Science Was Born of Christianity, which is basically a, a, a shorter summary of Father Yaki's book, Savior of Science. So these are just a few books to get you started that, that give you kind of a, a direction to go. And when you read some of these books, it'll give you the next step or it'll give you ideas of things to read to continue your education. So if you are upset at how your children have been educated or how you have been educated, uh, don't despair of that. Right? We can always begin again or start for the first time our real education in truth and goodness and in beauty. And I think the best way to do that, as I said, for kids is within the family to learn those duties and obligations, to read things that help develop their imagination and their moral sense, and of course, uh, expose them to right worship, to beautiful worship. For adults, a lot of the same things, to read the great works. So you can you can always retrieve what has been lost. And of course, prayer is the best education too, to ask for the enlightenment of the Holy Spirit. That's why I have the music playing in the background that I have during this episode, Veni Creator Spiritus, Come Creator Spirit. So hopefully this gives 
just some basic principles, some basic starting points, some considerations for you, whether you are a young person or a parent or an older person seeking to uh, navigate the ignorance and the dangerous ideologies that surround us. In the simple and well-known words of the Baltimore Catechism, our goal in life is to know, love, and serve God in this world so as to be happy with him in the next. So anything that does that is real education. Anything that leads us to know God and his creation better, to love him and to serve him, both in worship and in serving others, that's a real education. Anything that fails to do that, and of course everything that opposes those aims, is not a real education and constitutes a grave danger. So always keep that simple set of principles in mind. A real education forms the child in the truth and in goodness and in beauty.